This is a sort of Star Wars podcast. This is where the fun begins. Back it up, fuzzball. I feel the force. Welcome back to a sort of Star Wars podcast, the podcast that is sort of about Star Wars and sort of about everything else. And today we have Matt and Molly. Hey, guys. (laughs) How are you guys doing this fine quarantine evening? Quarantine evening. Quarantine evening. Very good. (laughs) Quarantine evening. (laughs) I just came into my came to my brain. That was pretty clever. Pretty good. Um, How about you? Good. Good. It's pretty good. Um, we've been watching a lot of TV lately, so <laughs> uh, I'm off work next week. So I'm sure Melody has a list of things we need to get done. <laughs> so <laughs> she like told me her list, and she's like, "Do you have anything you want to do next week?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> <I don't." laughs> Uh, watch TV. <laughs> yeah, finish the Oreos would be good. <laughs> I would like to go down okay. a YouTube rabbit trail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, so we use Wegmans as our grocer, and since we didn't want to go to Wegmans, you can have them deliver it to your house, right? So, um, but the pro- the thing is, if they don't have whatever you've selected by the time they get it to your house, they do a substitution. And we had ordered two family packs of Oreos and party packs, family packs, whichever's the biggest ones. I forget. That's party pack. <laughs> party pack. Yeah. Party pack. Yeah. Um, but in, of double stuffed. But instead, we got two family packs of the mega stuffed <laughs> Oreos. Have you, and it's funny because I was there a week earlier when we were shopping for groceries and all they had there was most stuffed, which I didn't even know that existed. Well, it's quadruple. Like, there's like no cookie. <laughs> yeah. So the, the mega stuff is, uh, I think the mega stuff is quadruple, I think, cause it looks like a double, double stuff. And, but you get far less cookies per uh, container. So the kids asked for a cookie. Okay. Let me cut in half for you guys. We're going to eat half of an Oreo. <laughs> Because there's so little here. I'm going to go through these in like no time flat. But there's so much cream in between them. It's ridiculous how much cream. So I don't even know what the most stuffed are like. But uh, yeah. So that's what's happening at our house. (laughs) Rationing Oreos. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I think we got those. Today is Sunday. We got those Thursday. And we're halfway through the second pack already. So <laughs> the rationing is not working so well. <laughs> we just got ours today. Our, we just got our order today and we're telling the girls, okay, you can only have one pack of crackers per day. You can only have one apple per day. When you make a sandwich, you can only have two slices of bread. It's like... Right. <laughs> um, so what have you guys been watching during your uh, quarantine? A little bit of this, a little bit of that. A lot of... <laughs> Molly, Dis- you are... I was going to say, you're always heavy into the Disney Channel. <laughs> I literally was uh. about to say, mainly Disney Channel shows. <laughs> so, watched uh, a lot of kicking it yesterday. Watched some Shake It Up today. No famous Jet Jackson okay. today. It's not on uh, Disney Channel. or oh, okay. It's not on the Disney Plus. But I have watched two episodes of So Weird. 
Uh, finished mm. Wizards of Waverly Place again. So yeah, I'm just... <laughs> again? Yeah, that's like my you third don't... time in my life. I didn't even watch Wizards of Waverly Place until I was like 20. And I've watched it three times the whole way through now. So. Jeez. How many seasons are there? Oh, wait. Is Shake It Up the one with Zendaya? Yeah, Zendaya. Oh, okay. Zendaya. Yeah. <laughs> Get, Get it right. right. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> she was too good for Shake It Up. But. Uh, okay. Like she was such a good actress that she left Shake It Up? Or she was too no, high and mighty think, for Shake It Up? I think she's just too talented and for Shake It uh, Up. But. She should do like musicals and stuff like that? Yeah. Sure. Um, Matt, what have you been watching? Interestingly enough... The show that I've watched the most recently has been a HGTV show called Aloha Builds. Mm-hmm. And it's about this brother and sister oh, really? who um, renovate houses in Hawaii. And so. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Hawaii. 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 <laughs> so it's, um, that's been the recent one, probably because that's the, um, Reno show that I haven't seen before. I've seen Property Brothers or all of the different forms of the Property Brothers. Um, so right. this is a little bit a new newer. So, and then actually, in place of watching stuff, Erin um, likes it when I read books to her. So, like one of the books I read before was The Hobbit, and we just finished um, A Wrinkle in Time. Oh, that's cool. So, was the book better than the movie? I haven't seen the movie, but I've read the book. This is probably the fourth or fifth time. I mean, last time I read it was in okay. like middle school. So don't see the movie. I mean, I don't think it's worth a watch. I heard it wasn't very good. So yeah, yeah. Ryan and I did discover a new show last night <laughs> called Billy on the Street. Oh yes, <laughs> with Billy Eichner. <laughs> he is right, just- right so extra in every way that i just it's right. so much sometimes <laughs> he like shoves a microphone into people's faces and he's so like ah! Ah! he's like just like yelling at people <laughs> did you did you watch parks and rec molly yes he's probably okay. he was... like my top in the top okay. two of my favorite characters it's craig which <laughs> <It's> just ridiculous <laughs> Speaking of Parks um, and Rec, one of the other shows that we were watching was Making It with Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman. Oh, I don't, oh, the, I haven't like, heard of it. Where they people come into this like shop and they have to make stuff, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, it's it's that's a pretty good show. Um, it's funny to, I I don't know, like Nick Offerman to me is just one of those guys that he's just so deadpan that it, you know, and that's right. what's somehow he makes that funny you know so yeah 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 well i have been watching psych oh yes so much psych it's like we're talking about how like you know it's like uh we complain that we don't have enough time to do the laundry or you know clean the bathroom and then every night we're watching like three hours of psych But that's like, you know, the kids are in bed and it's like, it's too late to do anything exactly. else today. You exactly. Know? You can't yeah. start a load of laundry. A load of laundry is two right. hours. Exactly. <laughs> we started watching Psych probably at the beginning of this whole thing. Um, I mean, we've always watched it, but like really watching through it. Yeah. We pretty much got through the whole thing again. But 
we've been watching it so much that Ryan made a Ryan's been playing a baseball game, and his player is named Sean Spencer. So every time he's playing this baseball game, it's like Sean Spencer up to the plate. <laughs> oh, like on the PlayStation or something? Yeah, he's been playing this like PlayStation baseball game, and he named his guy okay. Sean Spencer. And then we always talk about like I'll be like, "What did I do today, Ryan?" Like, be like Sean Spencer and look around the house and figure out what I did today. How many hats in the room? <laughs> Close your eyes. I was like the names that they come up for Gus. Uh, what was I? I can't even think of one on the top of my head. But they go to like the the foster kids shelter the one time, and they call him like Jazzy Hands. I don't know. It's just oh, like yeah. and like Gus, like right away, is just like eh, like waving his fingers. Like, he just like doesn't ever argue about. It. And he's like. His one is like, this is hashtag trending. <laughs> or his name is like hashtag something. Don't play, Sean. <laughs> you know, that's right. Anyways, so much like such a good show. I Swipe have been up reading to watch their book. That. Oh, yeah. I forgot that you got their book. Yeah. I've uh, never watched that show. Oh. You've never watched well, it, Matt? Oh, so good. Matt. <laughs> I, know you, I, know, I know you watch Scrubs. <laughs> and have you listened to their podcast at all? Uh, fake doctors, real friends. Oh it's no! I just saw that you, you said something yeah. about it somewhere. I can't it's, remember where. Yeah, it, <laughs> I threw it out into the inter- I woof you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Ryan. That's not real. Wait, he's Ryan too. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that was a really good. I I don't know if the second episode is up yet. I only listened to the first one, but. Yeah, it was really good. Maybe you want to go back and rewatch Scrubs, but don't have Hulu, so I guess I'll just stare at the wall. <laughs> okay, well, but no, this. Oh, oh sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say, are, were you trying to say that if Matt likes Scrubs, he'll like Psych? No, I was just including Matt in the conversation. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, I know you like Scrubs, so. <laughs> <laughs> just okay. wanted to redirect the conversation <laughs> but i think i think you would like psych matt i mean sometimes the the murders or and that kind of like the crimes are too i mean it's pretty much always a murder mm-hmm. um sometimes they're like too real that like melody doesn't want to watch them because she doesn't really like that mm. type of stuff like criminal minds she would never watch or even law and order she would never watch um but the comedy of it is like just a perfect balance that makes any like time when there's a dead body or a crime or something that you just end up laughing by the end of the scene usually because of how uh the two guys are i find that a lot Sean. i was gonna say i find that a lot with brooklyn 99 right yeah that's yeah, similar that's probably one of my favorite shows right now do you watch that on hulu yeah Ugh. yeah i don't have hulu and i really want to watch that show we ditched cable and got hulu I'd say Brooklyn Nine Nine is funnier than Psych, but it doesn't go into Psych. I find Psych more interesting. If I want to just like a show that's like just a good time, then I watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. Like I know that I'm gonna like laugh a lot at it, but Psych I is a lot more interesting. I think I don't know. I, the one each thing... episode is like a mystery that they have to solve by the end of the episode. Right. Um, Brooklyn Nine Nine isn't as much like that. No, you're right. And I, the one thing I like about Brooklyn Nine-Nine is the way that it handles current affairs, you know, or, yeah. or things that are yep. happening, you know, whether it be the Me Too movement or whether it be, you know, the LGBTQ community, all that kind of stuff. It's just, 
I, I appreciate the way that they handle that because I think they do it in a classy way while still having humor, which I think is really, it's a really difficult balance to strike, you know? And I just, right. I feel like, and then a lot of things that I've heard about, um, Andy Samberg, like he's not just like a goofball, like he's actually an intelligent, smart guy who's stuck with his friends, you know, for since like elementary school and they're still producing with, with him. And so I don't know, like some of the people in there I just really like about the show. Anyways, <laughs> it is cool, but you have to have Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's on, uh, we watch on YouTube TV. Oh, is it oh, on there? Do? Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll have to check it out then. Yeah. Um, okay, but we're not we're not talking about any of the shows today specifically. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> no, no. We're talking about the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, Again? Ri- <laughs> yes. Rise of Skywalker is officially out for on home video and cassette. <laughs> so <laughs> coming soon to home video or cassette. <laughs> um. So I thought it would be fun since we've all seen it now in the comforts of our couches uh to re- talk about uh the movie again and see what has changed since we saw it in theaters um because i know like the first time i saw it it was just like eh, what's going on you know i was like by the end i was like that movie was amazing um but now i have time to like rewatch scenes and like i've watched like just the ending like twice as many times as i've watched the whole movie so um, what do you consider the ending where's that uh, i've watched from the time that uh pretty much the time that ray goes down into see the emperor uh, or see palpatine uh watch from then on sometimes i just watch from the moment that ben comes in uh on um and a lot of times i don't even watch when i do that i don't even watch to the very end i just watch to the end of that part where like uh, that part and then when ray and Poe and Finn all get back to like their base, and they find them s- each other, and they hug, and then I'm like, "Oh, that's so nice!" And then I turn it off. So <laughs> I, don't I appreciate the scene after that with her going back to uh, Tatooine, but I I'm okay just leaving it out <laughs> sometimes because it creates too much drama. <laughs> yeah, I just I mean I I enjoy it. Um, I like it because you get to see your awesome lightsaber. Uh, I just am. I, yeah, I like the other part before it better. So, it's fair. the part where her and Poe and Finn come together and they're all hugging, it feels like an ending very similar to um, the ending of like Return of the Jedi or A New Hope. Um, A New Hope has like that march at the end of it. You know, I think right before that is when they're all like hugging and happy and everything like that. So, so we'll start with this. Did I know the? I think I know the answer. But did you all wait? For the Blu-ray, or did you watch it on digital early? Digital. Matt, you did not wait for the Blu-ray. Did not, no. That's no, interesting. Didn't. I would have thought that you would have waited for the Blu-ray, because you're like a video file type of guy, and no. <laughs> I feel like the Blu-ray is going to be better quality than the HD version digitally. Well, Blu-ray's HD. It's the same thing. I would have... If I had my choice, I would have waited to get it in 4K on Apple, but they didn't have that. So I think we got it on Amazon. Yeah. Nice. Molly? Well, I'm pretty sure it was digital. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I watched it on your 
account. So whatever you watched what? it on, I watched it on. Uh, yeah, that was digital. Okay, yeah, digital. <laughs> so none of us could wait till March 31st to watch it. So. Um, on your first home watch, what was the first thing that you noticed that you hadn't noticed before in your theater watching? The first time I watched it, I I only watched the ending. So. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I only watched from when... Ben started coming into the temple until he died, and then I turned it off. <laughs> yeah, that's all I wanted to see. Um, you can just turn it off right at the kiss. As yeah, soon as, exactly. As soon as that smile is over, just click. Ah, oh, that's nice. He doesn't even die. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's <laughs> the end. Um, um, Molly, have you seen the YouTube video uh, where they put the uh, what's that song? Um, oh, I need a hero. Yeah. It's perfect. Yes, it's so good. Yeah. 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 Oh, and I will tell you that when I watched the end, I even fast. So like Ben comes in, he's like pow, 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 whatever he fights till the Knights of Red. And then I fast forwarded <laughs> it until he got thrown off the cliff and until his hand came back up to the cliff and then I played it again. So mm. I really only watched <laughs> three Just minutes the of the ending. Parts. All the stuff that I liked. <laughs> so, yeah. What were you going to say, Matt? Well, I was going to say we watched it the, the, whatever day it came out, we watched it that night. The girls were pretty excited about it. So um, I think we went ahead and did that. And do you remember, didn't you get an interesting text that night then, Molly? From Aaron? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was that the first time she had seen it? Yeah. That's, oh. and I think it, it's had she seen The Last Jedi and Force Awakens? No. Oh. No. So she yeah, she texted in. me and she was like, Matt told me to text you that smile. <laughs> I was like, I know, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Matt, was there anything that you noticed? I have to think about, I had some stuff. I have to go back and look, but was there anything you noticed, Matt? Um, I don't think that there was. I mean, I, I'd, seen, I'd seen it three times in the theater, so I felt like I got a pretty good grasp of it <laughs> at that point. Right. Um, but I think... You know, I, yeah, I don't know that I noticed anything new. I, I It was fun to, again, I really liked being able to watch it and see the different music that was being played at the different times. Because I felt like, you know, Molly, for you, that ending scene kind of clinched it for you as far as being a good movie. The music for me was what clinched, would would clinch it for me. I, so yeah I think that that was really it's funny because I think some snarky Star Wars fans would say that it's just fan service to be doing all that different stuff but I, I felt like it was done in a way that was trying to honor the original trilogy because so much of what happened was related back to Return of the Jedi you know so I think that that's what they were trying to do yeah I get I get confused because uh, with the whole fan service thing I'm like for one I enjoy fan service. I'm a fan. I like fan service because, I mean, that's the whole point of it. It's like the fans will want to see this. So we'll give them some stuff throughout the movie that they like or that like are kind of like Easter eggy type things to like that like call back to older movies. But then people who don't like the movie are like, oh, it's too fan servicey. I'm like, well, are you not a fan? Were you like, I don't understand if they're doing what fans want and that's fan service. 
then you don't like that, then what did you want? You know yeah. what I mean? I just don't understand. <laughs> so yeah. That's so people just want to hate. And I, yeah. it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think there is some of that. That they're just looking for yeah. something to be upset about because it wasn't exactly what they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Which we'll get to uh, a little bit later when we talk mm-hmm. about uh, the canceled episode nine uh, stuff. Um, but I would say one of the first things um, that I thought of when I watched it in between the last time I saw it in theaters and the first time I saw it on home release, um, I, the um, book had come out for certain people. Um, and so we had found out that Palpatine was a clone in mm. Rise of Skywalker based on the book. The book kind of spells that out. Um, so when I'm seeing Palpatine now again, I'm like, oh, this kind of makes sense. He, It's not the same body that fell down this chasm and blew up. It's a new body that didn't complete the cloning process. And that's why his fingers aren't there and his face is all weird. Mm-hmm. And that's why there's other clones of Snoke and stuff in his like layer or temple or whatever so that was like one thing I hadn't thought of while watching the movie any other time Um, and I was like right away Um, but also something I thought of at home release was like man I miss theater sound because Matt you're talking about that music or like the sound effects that they have I'm like in the theater it's so amazing to hear like these like booming sounds like you're totally in the music and then I watch it on my crappy old like 12 year old tv in my basement and it's like the part the part that like really got me was near the end when palpatine is like shooting all the yeah. lightning out of his fingers straight up and in the theater i was like whoa it's like fully like in your ears you can like feel it where like on my basement tv is like eh. <laughs> it's like so weak i was like oh that's so disappointing yeah so uh last night i watched it again and um i hooked up my headphones like my like noise canceling headphones uh over the ear headphones uh into the tv uh actually my the headphone jack in the tv didn't work probably because it's 12 years old so i had to hook my laptop up to the tv and then hook my headphones <laughs> into my laptop <laughs> just so i could because i wanted to hear all the sounds yeah. that like i heard in the theater that i wasn't hearing on my tv and it was so much better listening to it that way yeah um yeah, so satisfying. I thought about that too um, when at the very beginning, when two times at the very beginning I thought about it right away, when Kylo was just like going ham on Mustafar. Mm. Like that music, yeah. you know, was like so intense. His like theme song is yeah. so intense His in the theme, theater. yeah. Um, and then when he goes into the temple and there's those like weird like eek, streaks of light oh yes yes like that was such a cool sound in the theater because it was like kind of scary like didn't know what was happening and it was so much darker like i noticed that was a lot different that in the theaters it was like so dark so whenever those lightnings would come on it was like so intense whereas it wasn't when i was watching it at my house yeah um the other thing that i noticed this time that i didn't notice before these are the two things i wrote down was that that part with chewy just bothered me so much oh, um that he died and came back or yeah i mean like, that he i was like didn't die like, oh actually. there must have been another transport and i was like yeah what a stupid thing so then this time i finally noticed <laughs> i also saw it three times in theaters and didn't notice it until this fourth time at home 
that the first time they show the transports on the ground, there are two. So mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, yeah. okay, now I can get on board with this like idea. <laughs> Whereas before I was like, they just made this random thing up. So that was good. Solved that problem. <laughs> yeah, then... it was a little, um, I don't know if you call this fan service or not. I mean, I don't really, it didn't matter to me. Um, but I was watching a pitch meeting. Um, I don't know if you ever watched Screen Rant's pitch meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're so good. They make me laugh every time. <laughs> um, and the one on this one, he said there's a lot of, uh, I forget how he words it, but basically there's a lot of stuff that you think is bad and then it turns out to be fine. Like you think Chewie dies and then he doesn't. You think C-3PO is going to have his mind wiped and then R2's backup is fine. Um, yeah. Just like all this stuff. You think Ben dies, but he comes back, He comes back, but then he dies again. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, I was like, wow, that doesn't really matter to me i mean we do have a major death in the movie i think there it was important to have like a major character die in it um i didn't care that chewie lived i just got really irritated that the reasoning was that there must have been another transport and i was like where Mm. was this other transport and then finally i saw (laughs) oh the first time you see them there there is there are two so then i was like okay now i'm okay with this i just felt like before it was like we got to come up with a reason why chewie would have lived (laughs) oh another transport The other thing that I thought about, and I think I put this on the Discord then, but, like, Kylo's ship gets annihilated by Rey. She cuts off the wing, and it's, like, blows mm-hmm. up. And Kylo lives, right. of course, because everyone lives right. through those things. And then, yeah. like, next, later that day, he has a brand new <laughs> ship. Exactly the same. I would just like to see the hangar where he has, like, 20 of the exact <laughs> same ship. Yeah. He has them all named and stuff. <laughs> um, I did think about one of the times I watched it, I thought about how like he goes back and forth to Exegol a couple times. And like, this is like a pretty, um, like the time span of the movie is short to begin with. Um, and I'm thinking about how many times he's going back and forth to Exegol. And I'm like, it doesn't seem like an easy journey to make, um, but he's made it like a bunch of times now. I just was like, oh, I guess, I guess he can do that. I mean, I don't know. But I guess that makes sense. Does he go uh, more than once? I mean, twice? Like, he goes at the beginning and at the end. Does he, he go goes, He goes in the middle. Doesn't he go in the middle? Maybe he doesn't. No, oh, he's, only, he's only talking to Palpatine through the uh, Force. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he's, they, like, show him, and, and they show Palpatine talking, and then they, like, zoom out on Kylo Ren, and he's just, like, staring at the wall. <laughs> yeah. Like, why does he have to just stare at the wall while he's forced talking to somebody? <laughs> Can't you, like, you least... <laughs> Gives you focus. <laughs> Makes you stronger. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of segues into the next question I want to talk about. Um, last... last episode that we talked about rise of skywalker we talked about our favorite parts um but i want to talk about like stuff that since we've watched it more times maybe we have a new appreciation for and something that i have appreciation for in this movie in particular is uh funny c-3po because c-3po was like one of my least favorite characters in all of star wars by far like i did not i do not like c-3po but in rise of skywalker he was really funny i thought i thought they did his character really well um like um, when they get to the Aki Aki Festival and he's talking about like how it's known for its bright colors and its uh, <laughs> delicious sweets or whatever. And like he, he knows so much about it and they like 
all turn around and look at him. And then he just stands there and he's like, and he just turns around to see what they're all looking at because they're like, why, why are they all looking at me? Um, and then like just multiple times when like the crew would be like doing something, something would happen to them. Um, like they're running to get the speeders or they fall down through like the the sand and like everyone, someone's like, where's Finn? And, and 3PO is like, you didn't say my name, sir, but I'm here. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, don't worry, guys, I made it. And, like, or like, they're like, they run and he's right. like so slow. Don't worry, guys, I made it. Okay. <clears throat> uh, and when they fall, when they fall into like that sinking sand or whatever, uh, the one thing he says, uh, he says, is this, this isn't the afterlife, is it? Are, droid al- are droids allowed here? <laughs> but I think my favorite thing that he says, so he gets his memory wiped, right? And uh, he does his like, I'm C-3PO, human cyborg relations. And um, Poe's like, uh, that's going to be a problem. And Babu Frick is like, hello, I Babu Frick. <laughs> like he introduces himself. And then like a couple minutes later in the movie... <laughs> Uh, they get a message from Babu Frick and C-3PO is like, Babu Frick, he's one of my oldest friends. <laughs> yes. I love that part. So I appreciate it. I just felt like in other movies, C-3PO to me is just like uh, like nails on a chalkboard annoying. Um, but on this movie, I really appreciated him. So one of the things, if, if I can, sorry, Molly, if I can just no, go down with what Ryan's saying about mm-hmm. C-3PO is what I found interesting as I was thinking about it is that um, C-3PO reads the dagger and, of course, you know, can't he can translate it, but he can't say what it is. And so that opened up a whole line of thinking I hadn't thought about before, you know, in the other number of times I've watched it, is that C-3PO was created by Anakin, and Anakin mm. didn't allow um, the allow him to be able to translate Sith, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. But I thought, well, okay, yeah. maybe it's just the standard. You know, like, nobody in the galaxy is allowed to translate Sith. But then it got me thinking, too, okay, then that means that the idea of Sith, you know, even at this time, people knew that Sith were bad. You know, people were talking about light side and dark and the Force and everything. Right, and right. People And, like, they're like, oh, this is like legend or, you know, like, oh, Luke Skywalker, he's real, you know, from The Force Awakens. And so it's like people don't have a clear understanding of what, you know, happened, but they know that the Sith are bad. To me, it just felt interesting. It didn't quite fit, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, so I don't know. I just thought that was kind of interesting, something I hadn't thought about before, you know, kind of. Yeah, like when C-3PO was made, like, was there, like, who knew of the Sith language? Like, I don't, yeah, it's just weird that that would be in his programming. Unless that was reprogrammed somewhere down the line afterwards, but. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, so it was just, it was just interesting. It's always interesting to me to think about how, you know, C-3PO was created by, by Anakin, um, but there's. There's never any interaction between them in any of the movies. In, in Phantom, between I mean, C-3PO and Anakin? I mean, in Phantom Menace there is, but even after that, there's there's very little. Yeah, just like, just, I mean, in 2 and 3, there's some. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I don't know that. 
Maybe yeah, they're in the he... droid factory together in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, he says something because... about three PO. There's something in Attack of the Clones where he sees three PO because he's finished now or almost finished or whatever. Oh yeah. But I don't know if there's anything in three. But you're right; they barely interact any time after. See, I guess when I think about fan servicey things, Ryan, that's kind of like something that I feel like it wasn't necessary that C three PO be made by Anakin. Because it didn't add anything to the story, but it kind of made it interesting. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know. So yeah. I think that's the difference between having an interesting plot point versus just having something that the fans would probably like. Yeah, but you're this is the final movie out of nine. You're going to have fan servicey things. Oh, yeah. I, I, I understand mean, that. It's, yeah. To me, it's ridiculous that you would expect to not have fan servicey things. I mean, no. you have to. I mean, that's part of finishing up a series. I well, think. And I think, yeah, I was going to say, I, I didn't, I think, you know, if you talk about fan service things, Force Awakens is probably a worse oh, event. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. But, yeah. Um, Some, yeah, go ahead, sorry. Molly. Oh, no, something ahead. that I had an appreciation for came uh, humor-wise. I also thought about it with, um, like, you had something about, like, thinking that C-3PO was funny. And I always thought this particular part was funny that I'm going to talk about, but I it hit me really funny this last time I watched it. When they, like, go in and Finn... They go into the... Not Death Star. Kylo's, um... Yeah, Kylo's Star Destroyer. Thank you. So sorry. Oh, yes. I know. I think I know what you're going to say. They go, go into You the... say it. You go. You go, you go. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm telling the story. <laughs> you say it. You say it, Molly. <laughs> no, 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 you. No, you. No, you. Uh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so I um so they go into his Star Destroyer and there were two parts that I just thought were really funny this last time I watched it. So they asked Finn, they're like, where do we go? And he's like, I have no idea. Follow me. And he just right. runs. Yeah, like, yes. that's super funny. Um he just starts running randomly. And then I just really like the part where she's like, It's okay that we're here. And they're like, It's okay that we're here. We're so happy you're here. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're relieved Welcome. that you're here. <laughs> right, yeah. I like that part so much. Like, the, star- like- the stormtroopers, I don't know. They weren't just so, like, robotic like they were in the original. Right. They were just, they had, like, individual yeah. voices and I don't know. I've got to believe that one of, that those stormtroopers were somebody famous. Oh, yeah. They like a Jonas Brother or, you know, <laughs> Justin Timberlake or somebody yeah. like that. Yeah. I bet you if you did a voice match, you could probably find something. Probably. Jason so. Sudeikis. <laughs> he was the one in Mandalorian, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he punched Baby Yoda. <laughs> He's the most hated stormtrooper in all the world. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, uh, they're like part- hey, Jason Sudeikis, want to be in a Star Wars? <laughs> like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Okay, you're going to punch this cute baby that the entire nation loves and is only watching Star Wars for. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> maybe is there not. another part? <laughs> Could I be the person that kills a main character instead, <laughs> rather than punch Baby Yoda? <clears throat> yeah. so, so I just like that part. We're relieved yeah. that you're here. <laughs> yeah, welcome. He's like so, like welcome. <laughs> it was like Matt in third grade play. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Come <laughs> um so where would you guys rank this movie 
in I know we did our rankings before last year when we were going through the movies. Um, where would you put this one in your uh, eleven movie rankings? Polly, you want to go first? Sure. I feel like honestly, every time I watch a Star Wars movie, I think, hmm, <laughs> that one could be number one, <laughs> except for Empire Strikes Back. I just look. Do not like Empire Strikes Back. But, I mean, it's still number six out of all of them. Okay. Um, so, I don't know. I was I was trying to write a new list. And I was like, does this go where I used to have Attack of the Clones and Attack of the Clones goes down to third? Ooh. Or does it, I don't know. So, I think Return of the Jedi is still my number one because I still love that one. But right now, and I don't know if it's just because it's new, this, I think, would be two or three but mm. on that note i also just watched rogue one and when i got done at the end of rogue one i was like oh my gosh i love this movie so much right. why is it number seven right yep so i don't know i think that this one is like tied with attack of the clones right now yeah it's i know i know everybody <laughs> hates my rankings <laughs> it's just it's what and maybe we talked about this but i can't remember why you like attack of the clones so much I think like you have to remember that Attack of the Clones came out and I'm this like little teenage girl. Hayden Christensen is super adorable and the love story is just amazing. Their <laughs> lines might be super cheesy, but for a little teeny bopper, it was like amazing. Yeah. And like Padme Amidala was like what you wanted to be. She was like the epitome of perfection. So, yeah. and so I think like I still watch that movie with that mentality of my little teeny bobber self. Yeah, I can see that. That's probably the reason that my number one is still Phantom Menace. So, yeah, people, I love people that. Don't I just watched that one too and was like, this one's amazing. Yeah, that's probably the one that we watch here most at the house because I think that's the one that the kids, um, like the most, like I think Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith would be too they're both too violent and dark for them um mm -hmm. and that the older ones are kind of too old that they just they're like super interested at the beginning and then like 30 to 40 minutes in they're like uh and they're like flipping on a couch and like running into the kitchen and i'm hungry and like i don't know it's just yeah so i think what they need to do is they need to somebody i'll pay you like at least ten dollars to do this if you would <laughs> If so you would swipe take up the here movies, for your in. <laughs> if you would take the movies and just convert them all, the exact same story, the exact same lines, everything exactly the same, except animated. And then my kids would love them. They love Ooh. animated movies. Like, even, like, real-life, like, person Disney movies, they don't seem as interested as the animated ones. Mm -hmm. um, like, the real person Aladdin, uh, they're not, they didn't care as much as, like, Frozen 2 or, you know, stuff like that. It's, um, I think they just, they like watching animations. They love watching the, uh, Lego Star Wars stuff, like the Freemaker adventures, all this Lego Star Wars stuff, but they just don't like watching the actual live action movies. Mm. So they like the Clone Wars, uh, but then I got, I thought that kind of got too violent for them and dark, too dark sometimes. Um, so I would love if they would do that. I don't think anyone will do that, but, um, that would be awesome. Maybe I'll get started on that. Maybe so I'll do a submit clip. It, submit it to Disney. They're probably looking for new content to add. With all yeah, the people at home. Yeah, the, people would gobble that up. I think people oh, would. Yeah. 
if because they're doing like these i don't know if you've watched any of these um is it galaxy of adventures i think it's like this like it's on their youtube channel um and it's like just like short clips um and they're like really it's like almost anime style animation and it's like super cool um i just think that the kids would love to watch a whole movie like that um yeah anyways no i think when you get into high quality animation like i mean anime i mean whether or not you can hang with the slow story telling um the animation that is that is being done you know in that genre is just incredible yeah um and so yeah i think that it would be pretty cool and that way you could go back and kind of you know i think there's a lot of opportunities there because you could add things take away things like if you wanted to rewrite the lines that are between (laughs) anakin and padme you could you know um no i just want it to be like i want it to be like the exact same thing it's like (laughs) you know how you have like uh you you have like a bible and then like you get your kids like a uh comic book bible because like it's more interesting to them it'd be like that it'd be like doing that it's like here's the one that parents love um and some kids guaranteed do like it i just think my kids are more like bright colors and flashing symbols and you know stuff like that like entertain me you know stuff like that (laughs) um Mm -hmm. and they're just more a a like attached to the screen when that's happening and i think they would follow the story a lot better and i think the animation i think you could exaggerate some things like maybe the fight between obi-wan and vader is a little different uh in a new hope or like you know stuff like that um you could do some exaggeration there uh but other than i think just i'm thinking action wise but other than other than that maybe just keep it exactly the same so maybe i will open a uh conversation with bob Iger and see what he has to say about it kathy kennedy idea. yeah it's a great idea i'll spearhead it <laughs> <laughs> i'll come up with some rough drawings <laughs> real rough it's like drawful rough yeah <laughs> it's like i don't know matt you watch parks and rec or no, no. oh no. okay um well the one of the main characters he like gets laid off from his job and he's got nothing to do with and he spends like three weeks working on this claymation project. <laughs> and he's like trying to show it off. I forget if it's to Leslie or who it's to. Um, but it plays and it's like three seconds long. He's like, that's it? I spent three weeks on that. It's just like. <laughs> um, so, Matt, did you say where it ranks for you? I didn't know. Okay, cool. Um, so <laughs> it didn't go ahead. I would say go ahead. <laughs> Um I still think the original trilogies in the top three or four and then Revenge of the Sith. I don't know, I probably have it down in the neighborhood of seven, seven ish. Oh really? Oh yeah. dang. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I it's okay. I don't. I don't. I I go back and forth because there's, a, and we talked about this in the last podcast. There was a lot of things about the Last Jedi that I really liked how um, they were taking, what direction they were taking. And mm-hmm. I know we're going to talk about this in a minute, but they were definitely going to um, riff on that in Colin Trevorrow's 
take uh, in Duel of the Fates. Um, yeah. And so there were some things that I liked about that. Um, and the way that this story went, it I think it was good. I, I don't have a problem with it. Um, I think that it falls down that low because I really needed that another 25, 30 minutes. Mm. For me, I needed to have more of the backstory. I needed to understand Palpatine. I needed to understand the dyad. They, oh, they yeah, all make the sense to me. They they all fit within the Star Wars universe, you know. F- you know, from the way that I look at it, is it canon? I mean, I, we don't need to get into the argument of canon, but I think that it all fit, um, or could have fit. I just I needed to know how that it fit. Yeah, um, you should. Maybe you sh- oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, like, when I heard that, I heard the rumor that there was a JJ cut out there. I got all. I, I honestly got like super excited. Oh, I thought, right. Okay, if that if this is going to add to the minutes that I was looking for and the explanations that I was seeking, I'm all for it. And I would have sat in, you know, like you said, Ryan, this is the last one. This is the capstone. This is the end of the Skywalker saga. I don't care if it's like three Three. and a half, four hours long. I would have sat for it. Yeah. I sat for return of the King, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) So I sat for both uh, the Avengers. That was six hours. And, uh, I sat for Titanic. So, like, you to me, went to the theater for Titanic? Yeah. What? In 2014, it came out as its 100-year uh, anniversary. And so I oh, went. Oh, As an adult, I just had to throw went. in another one. and yeah. As an adult, you went. Yeah. So, like, to me, that's... scared for your innocence there for a minute. <laughs> oh, no. Not when I was, like, nine. <laughs> I was going to say, you were pretty young when that came out. So, for me, that's that's really what it's missing. Okay. You know, I... You should you should read the uh, maybe the novel goes into that more. I don't know. Um, well, I think there is some of that in it. Like, like I I took it. I assumed that Palpatine was a clone. Okay. You know, like I had kind of already figured that, given that there was already clones of Snoke there. So it wasn't when that was confirmed. I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised about Finn either when he when it was confirmed that he was Force sensitive. Um, so I just would have liked to have. Yeah. 25 30 more minutes maybe you know whatever like to me <laughs> it's the capstone it's the end of the yeah. story make yeah. it as long as it's as as you need i mean like i don't think people were clamoring for twilight part one and two and twi- and and uh mocking jay part one and two but that's what people got and it was right and quite honestly the hunger games you know quadrilogy is one of my favorites because i know that they took the time at the end to make it done right. And I feel like that that was just one thing that was missed um, with mm. the rise of Skywalker. So, yeah. Um, for me, I put it at number three. I have Phantom Menace, a new hope, then rise of Skywalker. Um, and I knocked rogue one down to four. But if I watched rogue one right now, it would probably move back up. <laughs> like you said, Molly, <laughs> it's just like the list is fluid as they say. Except for my last two uh, are always number... The second to last is Empire Strikes Back, and the last is Attack of the Clones. So <laughs> Those are fighting words, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> See, with, with, um, with, Rogue, with Rogue One, like, I'll jump in right at the scene where they, they go to Scarif. Oh, yeah. I'll just watch from there, because yeah. I think that that's one of... That is honestly, in my opinion, one of the best scenes. And that whole action sequence is one of the best in all of Star Wars. Yeah, I just love like, Rogue One. Oh, yeah, just like so this a- earlier today, I was thinking, 
I should watch uh, some Star Wars because um, all the kids were outside playing all day. And I was like, it'd be a good time for me to watch some Star Wars. Uh, and I was like, I started The Mandalorian. And I was like, I like The Mandalorian, but I also like lightsabers. And there's none in The Mandalorian. And so I was like, what else could I watch? And then I'm like, well, Rogue One just has like everything I like about Star Wars. Like it's got like a great story. It's got good action. It's got interesting characters, and it's got lightsabers. Without being like focused on the Jedi and the Sith, it still has lightsabers, or a lightsaber. <laughs> and so, uh, that's that's why I really like Rogue One. I think it hits so many different marks. But right now, Rise of Skywalker beat it out. So. You know what I found interesting? That some I didn't notice this until I saw something about how. The Rise of Skywalker doesn't have the quintessential uh, space battle. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, I mean, you get you get parts of it on Exegol, yeah. but it, I feel like it's like just because at that point the main story is really focusing on Palpatine and mm-hmm. and Rey. I mean, that's where all of the emotion lies. But like when you're watching Return of the Jedi, you have just as much emotion in in the space battle as you do as what's happening with Luke and vader and the ewoks and han and, and like, yeah you know what i mean like all three battles i feel like you're really invested in yeah and i even thought like with the technology they have now i mean like one of the my coolest space battles was when revenge of the sith at the very opening scene above coruscant yeah mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like that that's pretty cool seeing all of the ships darting around and right that kind of stuff yeah so yeah. it kind of would have been cool to see some more of that in in rise of skywalker yeah but i yeah i did think that it like a lot of these movies end with like uh like it's luke and vader and then there's like the um the ewok and then the space battle right there's three different battles going on in return mm-hmm. of the jedi right. um and then a lot of them are in that way like at the end of the movie uh was rogue one has like the Scarif battle, then they have the battle in the space above it, and then they have what's her name, uh, Jin, and Cassian trying to get the tape or whatever. So there's like right. three different things there. And I thought this one does have it. It has a space battle with Poe trying to get the other star destroyers, and then it's got Finn and Jan- Jana, right? Yeah, Jana. Jana. Yeah, <laughs> and it has their like little section like storming the star destroyer, and then it has Ray, and it's like kind of. It's a little more blurrier than like how the other ones are like three separate things happening all for the right. same cause. Um, but I always think about that like uh, at the end of the movie when Ray <clears throat> lands and like she's looking for everybody else. Um, she's looking for Poe and Finn. I'm like, how is everyone not like, oh my God, Ray, you saved us all. You know what I mean? But then I'm like, I guess everybody's perspective is just different because someone else is flying in a ship and that's all that they know is going on. They might not even know about what Ray right. is doing against Palpatine. They're there just trying to fight all these star destroyers. It's just interesting to think from other people's perspectives. Like to me, Ray saved everybody. Without Palpatine, none of the other things would have really mattered to me, I think. Right. Um and but from other people's perspectives, like um yeah, everybody had a part. It seemed like at the end when they're all celebrating. So um, I had, I mean, we're like an hour into this and I didn't even like touch my other notes section, which is by far the longest section here. Um, so I don't, I don't know how much we want to get into the rest of it. Um, 
a couple things I want to touch on, and we can just see where it goes from there. Um, this is just a minor thing. So when they're in the desert on their uh, of Pasana, and they're like racing on the speeders, um, this last time that I watched it was the first time I noticed this. And every time I've thought about it, um, so they're chasing the speeders, and Ray is turning around, and she's shooting at the stormtroopers on their speeders, right? And she can't hit them, and then BB-8, like, taps on the can, and it goes up and explodes. And I'm like, why can't she hit them? She's supposed to be, like, a really good shot, and she's not hitting these... I mean, she is trying to steer a speeder and shoot another speeder. Um, but then I noticed this time that the speeders are actually deflecting the bullets, or the blaster bolts. Like I had to rewatch like the same thing like three or four times, and then I realized that the speed, like the stormtrooper speeders, are actually deflecting uh, Ray's blaster bolts, which I thought was pretty interesting. And so that's they have when, shields. yeah, so they have shields, hmm. and that's why when that big yellow can blew up and the speeder ramped up in the air, Ray shot it from beneath it, which I guess it didn't have shields below it, and then it exploded. Hmm. Um, it had forward deflector shields. Right. Right. Um. Let's see. One Another note that I made here is that between The Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker, my opinion of Adam Driver has changed drastically. Like a total <laughs> 180. In The Force Awakens, I'm like, this kid is like so dumb and annoying. And like, I, he's not even like a good actor. And in Rise of Skywalker, I'm like, Adam Driver is the best actor in this movie. <laughs> like, he like impresses me so much in this movie. Um, especially the last ben solo part is when i'm like he's so good um well we were talking about that um since that was the only movie that aaron the only star wars movie aaron has seen and we're talking about adam driver's performance and i said he only sends says he only says one word as ben solo ow yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it's ow yeah but you can but i mean even without having any of the background of who kylo ren was Aaron was able to pick out the change. Right. Mm-hmm. So in in the little bit of time that you have of the rise of Skywalker of Ben Solo, you know she was able to pick up how he changed that personality. And and I agree with you, Ryan. Like I didn't think much of of Kylo. Uh, I actually right. liked him. I actually liked him a lot in the Last Jedi. Yeah. Um. And and so I felt like he really found his groove in that movie and continued it on to this um and i would have liked this again you know we talked i already said this but i would like to see just a little bit more from him like what happened on mustafar in the beginning you know like how did he find out about that you know Mm -hmm. yeah like one of the things and maybe we won't talk about this but one of the things that colin trevor always talked about was having you know him being in vader's castle right you know Mm -hmm. and and it sounds like JJ even had that kind of line of thinking. It kind of would have been interesting to see him in that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they showed how you like know? Ray found out about it with those ancient Jedi texts. How she found out about the Wayfinders, but how did uh, Kylo find out about it? Right. So, yeah, I, I think it, I, it, I agree. He's he did an amazing job of taking a character that was kind of bratty. And turned it into a real villain, which I think was something that Hayden Christensen didn't quite get across. Yeah, wasn't quite able to get it. Yeah, I think I think he did what he was. I understand what he was trying to do. It just didn't play out the way that people wanted it to. Right. And it's interesting. I 
A note that I made here is Palpatine. What? You agree, Molly? <laughs> no, I love Hayden Christensen. I can't say anything bad about him. <laughs> no, I. <laughs> no, I'm just. Kidding. No, I'll clarify that, Molly. I think that he. I think that he took a certain character trait, like he was trying to take the sad and lonely boy that turned into a whiny boy that turned into a a young man that was trying to keep everything that he had because mm-hmm. he never had anything. I can see the, the the progression of that. You know, you see that in real life all the time. Right. So I understand what he what he was doing, and I think it was played wonderfully. I just think it's hard to then see that happen and then turn into the Vader from Rogue One. Right. And, yeah. And That's the hard part to see. A New yeah. Hope. You know. I well, agree. When he turns into Vader at the end of Revenge of the Sith, he's just like so like like defeated. He's just like like I like give up. I will be your servant, Palpatine. Basically, you know, he's like, he like kills. Um, I like, oh, it's when um, when Mace Windu goes flying out right. the window, and he like kneels down, and he's like, I will do whatever you wish or whatever he says. I forget what he says, but he's just like so like defeated. He's like he right. knows he's doing the wrong thing, but it's the only way he can save Padme. He thinks, and so that's what he's doing, and. So, it's it's strange to think that that guy later is willingly doing evil things, even after Padme. I mean, that's no longer yeah. even a factor anymore. But I, you know, um, Ryan, did we talk about this last time? But I, I couldn't remember. I don't know that you know Vader became Vader because he was trying to save Padme, and at the end of the Rise of Skywalker, you actually see how you can save a life or mm-hmm. bring or keep people oh, from dying, right? Right. So I, I don't know if that was on purpose, but again, I thought that that was a pretty neat tie-in because so much of the Skywalker saga hinges on that one decision by Anakin. And here, the answer lie, lies within self-sacrifice. Like, you can do it, but you can't have your cake and eat it, too. Right. So I thought that that was kind of a, a neat tie-in to Revenge of the Sith. So um, One thing that I thought they did well in this movie... Um, I just noticed it the last time I watched it was Palpatine keeps using the same trick on these people. He used it on Luke. He used it on Anakin where it's like, um, I noticed it when, uh, Ray, he shows Ray the space battle or the, the battle that's happening above her. And she, and he's like, you brought these people here and now you're going to cause them to die unless you join the dark side and kill me, which is the same exact thing he did to Luke. He shows Luke the space battle. And then Luke's like, and then he's like, you have to kill me uh, or kill, I don't know if he's supposed to kill him or Vader. I don't even remember which, but like, strike me down. Right. Yes. Right. And that's how he's going to save his friends. And he did the same thing to Anakin back in the day. It's like, if you want to save Padme, you got to join the dark side to save the ones you love. So it's just interesting to see how he has done the same thing to multiple people. Um, And, uh. Yeah, just the same old trick. I thought that was, this is the first time I even ever thought about how he did the same thing to Anakin and Luke, and now he did it to Rey as well. So, um, I'll say one more thing, maybe two more things. One more thing. Um, it still upsets me every time I watch this that Ahsoka is a part of the voices that talk to Rey, because <laughs> that means that she's dead. She's not dead. She can't be dead. <laughs> Granted, I did the I did the research. She would be like seventy one years old, and the average lifespan of a Tagruda is eighty two years. So she wouldn't be much. 
she wouldn't be doing that many things anymore. But uh, I wonder how it happened and why it happened and everything like that. So maybe we'll find out in season two of The Mandalorian. Maybe. Did you see that? I saw that with Rosario Dawson being. Yeah. 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 I'm. I would be. I'm like trying not to get my hopes up on that. Like that would be like too (laughs) real. (laughs) That would be so good. It also makes me sad that Kanan was in those voices, and I still haven't gotten there. I'm like too scared to get to that point. Molly. Yes. Sorry, I I just saw my text from you, like from like two weeks ago, where you asked about those voices. Yeah. There's actually on the Star Wars Instagram page. They actually do a whole video where when each of the voices is talking to Ray, they actually show a, like a clip of that person. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah I when I was that. watching the movie, I wanted to read them like as they were being said. I wanted to read them and know who said it because it happens so fast in the movie. I can't tell the difference between their voices. And that's what this, yeah. that's what this video does. Oh, okay. It takes each line and it had, so like when Anakin says his line, you see like a, a, quick clip of Anakin while it's being read. He's said. like the only one I can pick out. Anakin and then Luke at the end. You can't um, pick out Yoda? Well, yeah, I can pick out Yoda. <laughs> um, I think like I find I think it was maybe my second time I figured out it was Obi-Wan who says the first one. But yeah. I just like can't keep track of who's saying what during the it. The two the ones that I can't get are Ayla Sakura and the other one, I don't even know her name, uh, but it's like the two um female jedi uh, that didn't really have a major role in the i mean they were on the council were they on the council i don't you see that you see their deaths in revenge of the sith um but uh i don't i can't pick them out i don't know which is which i like i can when i hear it i'm like oh yeah that's the one that i don't know who it is (laughs) you know i know it's either (laughs) it's one of these two i can picture in my mind i don't even know the one's name but i saw someone on Twitter upset that on the subtitles, if you turn those on, it like says everybody's name as it's going, except for that one, it says female Jedi and just like says what she's saying. And, and yeah, so they were pretty upset about that. Yeah. Uh, okay. One last thing. I hope so bad that there's more Ray content after this movie because I know Molly wants it too. I just want to see her use her lightsaber more. That's like that's all I care about. Just like it's such a cool lightsaber. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And why yellow? That's what I want to know. Um, so because you mix the two colors together, you get yellow. Which two colors? Isn't yellow a primary color? Yeah. I think you mix blue and yellow, and you get green. <laughs> I don't know if you put like blue with a little bit of green and a little bit of red, you're gonna get yellow. <laughs> You think of brown. <laughs> yeah, think what if she ignited it and it was just like brown poo colored lightsaber? <laughs> <laughs> well, are red, green, and yellow the three primary... Oh, wait, no. What are the three primary colors? Red, blue, and yellow. Red, blue, and yellow? Yeah. Yes. So maybe since red and blue were already taken, she had to pick a different primary color. <laughs> um... I know why. I, I think I said this last time. Did you guys notice that when she clicks it, you see all three colors? Yeah. Or not, you see um, green and blue. Oh. Yeah. I didn't take notice of that. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to watch for someone, that next time. Someone was like, she took Kylo's 
kyber crystal and Luke's kyber crystal and put it in hers. And so she got a yellow lightsaber. I like to pretend They're that wrong. that would give you yellow. <laughs> even wrong. though it wouldn't. <clears throat> you saw that gif that someone made? So, of... so wait, are you talking about Luke's green lightsaber or the well, one nobody... that Luke had from his father? The Anakin. green Anakin's lightsaber. <laughs> the green so one angry. is lost. <laughs> Yeah, the green one is lost. No one knows where the green one went. So yeah. the blue Anakin lightsaber. Yeah, the legacy saber. I just called it the yeah. legacy saber. Um, I think that's pretty much it as far as Rise of Skywalker. Um, that won't be the last time I watch it this week. <laughs> I'll watch it. I'm sure I'll watch it at least two times more this week. Um, I like one thing I didn't mention, but the, one of the reasons I like this movie so much is because it is so um, it's like National Treasure slash Indiana Jones type feel. Like I do like that. Like what are they? I think there's a term for these type of movies where it's like uh, you find something that gives you a clue to find something else to give you a clue to find something else to find what you're looking for. And like along the way stuff happens and stuff like that, which is just like a fun. It's a fun adventure. I don't know how else to put it. But um, yeah. yeah, I just like think a quest. yeah, like a quest, like onward, a quest. Oh, so good. Yeah, we just watched that last night. That was really good. I just watched it today. I liked yeah. it. Um, I was thinking about sorry, just something that you said about the. I was realizing that I have only watched it once since it, since the movie theater, or whatever. But I fast forwarded the whole desert scene because I hate that whole part until kylo shows up and then i watched that part and then i also fast forward the whole uh whatever the girl is with her thing zori bliss yeah the whole time they're on that weird thing i fast forward that whole thing <laughs> until they get onto kylo's transport <laughs> i find those two those two storylines so boring mm. so i just fast forward it till i get to the part i like i like watching it at home i can do that <laughs> yeah that is yeah that's nice because i kind of do the opposite where i well i guess I just rewatch scenes like I rewatched that scene of her flipping over Kylo's ship uh, like four times last night when I watched it. I just like started it over uh, the whole time from like when she uh, when he's like chasing her down in the desert to when he, she destroys the ship uh, with lightning. I'm like, oh, that's so good. And I started back over and watch it all over again. <laughs> so then it got to be like 1230 last night and I've been watching this two hour and 20 minute movie for three hours. And I'm like, uh, I guess I should just call it quits now before the ending Tatooine scene. So then I watched that this morning. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, let's uh, let's uh, move on here. Um, the we're gonna talk about. I just found out about this. I mean, I've I found out that this happened a while ago. So um, someone else, not J.J. Abrams, was slated to direct this to direct Episode Nine. Um, what is his first name? Colin, right? Colin. Yeah, Colin, Colin Trevorrow. Trevorrow. Um, and he had come up with a whole script for it and everything. And um, it was going to be called Duel of the Fates, uh, which is pretty cool. I like that name. Um, and then in he submitted the script and Lucasfilm kind of was fighting him on some of the things. Um, and then he quit for uh, what he says. Um, uh, creative differences. Yeah, creative differences. Yep. That's why he quit. And so uh, then they brought in J.J. Abrams to do it and Chris Terrio. Um, 
And let's see. I thought this was interesting. Um, Trevorrow still received a story writing credit in addition to Abrams and Terrio. Um, but Trevorrow donated everything he earned from the film to charity. So it's kind of like, I felt like that's kind of like a spit in the face. I mean, it's a good thing, but I feel like it was kind of like a spit in the face to Lucasfilms. So I think there's probably a bad uh, relationship there, um, which Trevorrow, I don't really know much of that he did other than Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. I mean, Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. And apparently he's doing Jurassic World Dominion. Is that what it's called? The one that comes out next year? I don't know. Um, People just don't learn. Dinosaurs, <laughs> <No>. bad. <laughs> Dinosaurs, bad. <laughs> <clears throat> so then Trevorrow's script was leaked to the internet. This happened a while ago. And so people could read the entire screenplay. Um, and of course, people had feelings on it because um, Rise of Skywalker was out and not everybody was happy with everything that happened. So then they looked to Trevorrow, Trevorrow's script and they're like, oh, this is so much better. Um, it's just different. And um, so then Which just means that it's better to all the fans. Right. right. It was more more fan servicey in a good in a good way. Not not the bad <laughs> fan service way. <laughs> Um, and then this video came out and someone animated, did an animated, uh, synopsis, I would say <laughs> of Trevorrow's script. And I downloaded Trevorrow's script and I started reading through it. I'm like, I cannot read a screenplay. This is just like, you know, it like it sets up everything. It says like a ship comes in and lands in docking bay and, da, 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 da. and I'm like, Oh my word, I cannot read this. This, I don't want to read a movie. So I was really happy <laughs> that someone came out and, uh, animated this and I don't I can't speak to how accurate it is because I haven't read the screenplay um, but I think it is based on how it's been received by everybody and I don't I saw this video only came out like a week ago so we just caught it at just the right time um, nice. the video so, was funny too yeah yeah they did a really good job I think I'm going to actually include the audio from the video in this uh, episode and so oh, nice. um, yeah so before we go any further if you want to listen to the audio uh, it's like five minutes long and I'll insert it right here. Right, so we open on Finn, Poe, BB-8 and Rose, who's actually in this version more than 76 seconds, infiltrating an Imperial shipyard in the hope of blowing it all up. But they're captured. Luckily, they're rescued by Rey in a Tusken Raider disguise with a sweet new lightsaber. They all steal a Star Destroyer and bail. Meanwhile, Kylo Ren is hiding out on Mustafa at Vader's castle. He's looking around for the ultimate power or whatever, and he's got stubble, which indicates both the passage of time and his unraveling sanity. It's like a short visual cue for both of those things. He's also haunted by the ghost of Luke Skywalker, who's all, hey, I'm a ghost and I'm here to tell you to be nice. But Kylo's all, I'm not nice, I'm all about this Sith holocron I found. He then activates it and an old recording for Vader plays of the Emperor, who's still very much dead, by the way, because... You know, why wouldn't he be? Anyway, he's saying, Look, Darth Vader, if Luke cuts me in half, first of all, bad form on your behalf, you blew it. But if he does, take him to Tor Valum, who was my Sith teacher. You're gonna love him, he's great. Then the holocron explodes in Kylo Ren's face because he's not Darth Vader, and it scars him pretty badly, for real. And he's forced to repair his face with, like, Mandalorian metal. He looks like a real 
show, mate. It's a disaster. So Ray realizes that they've got all these Imperial vehicles on the Star Destroyer that they stole, but no one is around to pilot them. Their army is too small. So she looks at all those Jedi books that she stole, the ones that Luke never bothered to read, and it talks of a Force beacon under the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. And this thing can apparently reach out across the galaxy like a big old phone call. And because it's old technology, the First Order can't stop it. Meanwhile, Kylo comes back to Hux on Coruscant and reminds him, I don't like you and I don't like what you're about, but stop the resistance, why don't you? Also ignore my face, I don't want to get into it. Oh, also, FYI, don't kill Rey. Okay, bye. He then tells Vader's mask that he doesn't love him or need him anymore, and he throws it away. So it turns out Rey's been training with the ghost of Luke. He keeps telling her to be a Jedi, but Rey thinks that maybe there's a middle ground on all this force light, force dark stuff that's been going on for bloody forever. Before she leaves though to do adventures, Rey tells Leia that Kylo is probably good, and Leia says, yeah, maybe, I don't know. But hey, I reckon you're a new thing, so that's good, I guess. All right, good luck. Kylo then arrives on the planet Remicor and meets Tor Valum, who says, we should be friends and I'll train you, but you're all about the past too much. And Kylo says, I'm not about the past at all. Kill the past, that's the thing that I always say. I'm about that big time. Tor is skeptical. Mm, that seems unlikely, but let's get started. I'm gonna teach you how to drain the force out of something. Try it on that weird creature over there. Kylo does and it works and he's super pumped about it. He's unlocked a new ability in his force skill tree. Now go into that spooky cave that's similar to that one in the movie Empire Strikes Back. Tor says. Kylo goes in and is surprised to see Vader. He loses a fight to him and he's very unhappy. He's got a big grumpy face. Look at that. So as retaliation, he sucks the life out of Tor Valum. Killing this guy. He's dead now. Meanwhile, the Resistance has managed to activate the beacon under Coruscant and it reaches out to the gamut. Star Wars characters. Broom Kid hears it. We get a sneaky Bosk cameo. Thumbs up to you too, Bosk. It's good to see ya. Ray, Chewie, and Poe, though, they're on the planet Bonadan. That's a different planet. And they're confronted by the Knights of Ren. They all look the same here because Ray's about to kill them all, and you know, who cares? There we go. She then mind tricks Poe into leaving so she can go on a mission alone. But he likes Ray and wants to kiss, but she's like, there's no time for kisses. But they do kiss, and then Poe leaves because of mind tricks. Ray and Kylo arrive on Mortis. Same time, different places. Ray has a vision of her parents and demands to know, why you be leaving me for? And Kylo also has a vision where suddenly he's a little boy talking to Han Solo. Han says, hey, don't be so mean all the time. Give me a lightsaber. And little Kylo says, no. Cut back to Coruscant. There's a huge battle with the Resistance and the First Order happening. One of those classic Star Wars battles of old. Even Lando's there flying a ship. Uh, Ethan, who's animating this? Is this whole battle, is it a bit, is it a bit too difficult to animate? Oh yeah, okay, you know what, don't worry about it. Can you at least put Chewie flying an X-Wing? Cause that's, that's actually in the script. Can you put that in? Ah, oh, that's terrific, good stuff. Ray and Kylo confront each other on a mountain. Ray says, I know you're the one that killed my parents in that rain flashback from The Force Awakens. And Kylo says, yeah, that was me. Snoke said that I have to do it. Let's have a big fight. They do and Kylo manages to cut her right across the face and blinds her. He then enters the temple looking for the ancient power or whatever he's, he's doing here, I can't remember. But there's nothing. Luke confronts him and says, you know, good mate, you're not a Skywalker. Which I think is intended as an insult, but I feel like that's that's a compliment to Kylo, is it? Anyways, that's when Rey enters and she's got a bandage wrapped around her eyes. I'm the light and the dark or whatever, she says. And then they have another fight and she shatters his lightsaber hilt, cutting off a bunch of his fingers. In an act of desperation, he drains the energy from her, which ends up healing his face. He's bloody loving it. Meanwhile, uh, Hux, he lost the battle of Coruscant and he kills himself on Mace Windu's lightsaber. Oh, there's like a side story in this about how he wants to use the force now he's collecting artifacts, but we have time for any of that too. Let's keep it brief. Cut back to Kylo and Rey. Leia reaches out to him with the force and he realizes that he should be good. So he gives Rey back all of her force energy. And as he dies, he tells her her name is Rey Solano. And Rey says, don't you mean Rey Palpatine? And he says, well, that seems a little fan servicey, don't you think? And Rey says, yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. She's then transported to an 
astral plane where she meets the likes of Obi-Wan and Yoda and Luke. And they say, good job on all the balance that you did. After you go back to the, to the real world and probably start a Jedi school if you got time to do that. Anyways, everyone who's not dead meets up. R2-D2 plays the events of Star Wars for everybody. Because you know he recorded most of that. And then there's probably a big cheer from everybody. And Finn wonders for a second if he's force sensitive. But it's a passing thought because he's not. And then everybody stands around awkwardly in silence whilst I tell the people watching this to subscribe and like the video. And also, big thanks to Ethan for animating this. Please check out all these social medias, which I'm sure you will. I also have social medias. You can see those. Look at those too. All right, that's Star Wars. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, Molly, you're right. This was a funny video to watch. So basically, um, if you didn't get it from the video, it takes things in a much different way than J.J. Uh, Abrams did, which is fine um a lot of it is based off of the concept art as well and we all know that well we might not all know but the concept art is just that it's concept like there's so many concept cars that never actually made so to have concept art like we know that the concept art for the force awakens involved a girl named kira swimming through the underground ruin or underwater ruins of the death star well that never happened so it just because it's drawn concept art for a movie doesn't mean it's actually going to happen so not maybe nothing in these pictures for the concept art that we get at the end of this video uh was going to actually happen so it's hard to say what was actually going to make it onto the big screen um but any article that i've read that has talked about this has basically talked about how much better it would be than what we actually got and i just want to talk to you guys a little bit about what you what your thoughts were um, what you liked about his ideas and what you didn't like about his ideas. Um, some of the, some of the main things that I would say that I did like, um, about Trevor's script was, uh, that Hux is still in charge of the first order. Um, I kind of felt like Hux was kind of, um, I don't know. He didn't he, in, in the force awakens, he was pretty intense and then he got like, even more intense in the last Jedi. And I thought this time he's going to be like the main guy in charge of the army and he's going to be, you know, awesome. But he wasn't, this other guy came in and kind of took over. Um, something that I also liked about Trevor's script was, um, they told, they talk about holocrons instead of wayfinders because holocrons, if you've watched any of the animated stuff have been, they've been talking about Sith and Jedi holocrons for years. Um, so that made more sense to me than a wayfinder, even though they're essentially, I mean, they're very similar, um, especially looking items, but I would say, um, the, and Matt, Matt, you talked about Kylo hanging out in Vader's castle, which I thought was a very good, um, which would make sense to me because that's who Kylo wants to be is Vader. Um, and, but the thing Oh, oh, and Poe and Ray apparently have a small little love story in in Trevor's script, which I always wanted to happen, uh, but never did. And <clears throat> but the biggest thing about Trevor's version, um, which they could have easily done in this version, um, was Ray's double bladed lightsaber. That is like the coolest thing in the world. I don't know if you guys could see or if you read about it at all, but it's the broken piece of or it's Luke's lightsaber put back together along with I mean sorry Anakin's lightsaber put back together <laughs> put back together and her staff is like the other end of it so she fused like her staff part of her staff 
and the lightsaber. I made a double-bladed loop blue lightsaber, and I just think that would be like the coolest thing in the world. Um, something that is her own and can be her own through the movie. At the end of Rise of Skywalker, she gets her own lightsaber, and I think it's really awesome. But to have a double-bladed one would just be amazing. Well, I think the thing with the double-bladed lightsaber is that it would be something that only um, the Sith have had. If you watch, I mean, obviously Darth Maul has it. And then if you watch the Clone Wars, um, one of the other, um, I think it's, shoot, Darth Maul's brother or whatever. Mm-hmm. Savage Press. Um, yeah, thank you. Savage Press also has a double-bladed lightsaber. Mm-hmm. So it's only been a Sith weapon. Right. Um, that, at least that's canon. So that would be cool. Right. Yeah. yeah. The other thing, Ryan, that I thought was interesting about um, his about uh, Trevorrow's script was that um, Luke was still training. Oh yeah. Um, Ray. Yeah. And I one of, one of my biz- biggest disappointments about the sequels is the limited. I feel like they really missed out on Luke and what mm. he would be able to offer. I mean. I was able to get by. Yeah, I just I would have liked to have more of of his involvement in that. I mean, I'd like to compare Luke's screen time to Yoda's screen time, like in uh, the Last Jedi and Empire Strikes Back, because I know it feels like we barely got Luke, but I think we got more Luke than we got Yoda, and he was basically playing the same role. In yeah, my I think eyes. you're right. No, I agree. I agree. And I, you know, even like Obi-Wan in the original trilogy, you know, probably has as much screen time as Yoda does. Right. <laughs> um, if not more. Um, so, yeah, I, I do. But like Obi-Wan also has an entire trilogy. <laughs> right. So. Um, so does Luke. I, I, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I No, I know. I definitely I hear know. where you're coming from because we like Luke. Like we like Luke. And so we like. Mm-hmm he had so much that he could teach Ray and it was kind of frustrating to see him be like, I don't want to teach someone, you know? Um, and then by the time he comes around to being like, I was wrong, I should have been teaching you stuff. By then it's almost like he gives like two sentences of advice and then, you know, that's it. So I think he um, taught her a lot. See, I think a lot of what he taught her on, on the the Island would have come out in Trevor Rose. Yeah. Um, script. Yeah. So, and, and again, I, I know that it's unfortunate that, you know, uh, Carrie Fisher died. And I think a lot of, I think there could have been a lot more around her training Ray, but they had such limited, right. you know, film to work with. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that they were really bound by that. That was, so that was one thing that I hadn't even considered that Leia would be training Ray, um, when the last Jedi ended. Um, so I think that was... That, I was happy to see that in Rise of Skywalker because I hadn't actually considered it. I didn't even, I kind of forget that Leia is a force sensitive person that would be able to teach somebody else how to use it. I mean, she uses it much different than Luke does, which is good. Um, yeah. But I think that was something that I was like, oh, yeah, that's a really good idea. So, when I, you know, I thought that that was really kind of, I thought that it would be interesting to think about. Um, again, with the force dyad, I felt like Luke and Leia probably would have been mm-hmm. or could have been a diet as well yeah 
because, um, yeah. So I it was just, I think, yeah, you're right. You forget about Leia being, being that way. Yeah. Or being able to train. What did you think, Molly? Anything you liked about Trevor's rather than J.J. Abrams? Yeah, um, I liked the conversation um, between Ray and Luke. I actually uh, don't like old Luke, so <laughs> I was okay that he didn't have as much screen time. Um, but I like the conversation where she's like, is this whole light versus dark really right. how it is? Or is there some medium? Because then I think it would... Um, I don't know. I liked the the whole gray idea. Yeah. And I, I feel like that is what her yellow lightsaber is trying to represent, that there isn't a, a good side and a bad side anymore. There's some sort of different. Yeah. Um. So I think that conversation could have meant a lot. And I also, well, I like the way that they did it in the little animation too, but I just liked when Kylo threw away the helmet. Of oh, the yeah. Theater. Yeah, I was like, I don't need this anymore. I like how they throw that little like audio. Throws it in just like a tr- trash. <laughs> it's like can. his foot is like keeping the lid open. I don't know if you yeah. can hear it. I watched it like three or four times, and uh, when the helmet's going into the trash can, you can hear like Darth Vader be like, "What?" <laughs> like as he's being thrown away in like the Darth Vader voice. <laughs> he's like, "What?" That's funny. Um, but I thought that was like could have. I'm I'm happy that Ben Solo came. I didn't want Kylo to stay bad, which is what Trevor was going with. Um, which I know Matt wanted Kylo to stay bad, but um, I liked that part of Kylo being, if he was going to stay bad, to be like, I don't need you anymore, Darth Vader. I'm going to be my own evil. When Trevor's, he got good at the very end. When Leia visits him at the very end. Right. Because he had yeah, yeah. killed Leia or uh, Ray, right? I'm trying to remember yes. it now. But yes. he transfers yeah. his life energy to Ray at the end. Um, so. But it was still yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, it was different. I yeah, felt like he didn't. Yeah. He didn't turn to Ben at all, but right. in the yeah, animation, agree you there. know, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I, you know, I think, I think there's some things about Trevor's that I would like. There's some things about JJ's that I like, you know? Yeah. Um, I think we talked about this last time, like, just like with, you know, the end of a lot of things, you have to take the time, mm-hmm. you know? And so I didn't have any issue with the way that JJ wrote the storyline. You know, I'm just one of those people that would really like yeah. to understand what's there. You know, so I don't know that Trevor Rose is any yeah. better right. or any less fan service. It's just a different story. Right. You know, so I think there's a lot of those things that I don't have an issue with. I just needed to know mm-hmm. a little bit more about it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I think they leave those pieces out so that later they can fill them in with another movie or show or something. But it's kind of weird to do yeah. that on this type of, on this type of movie. I feel like, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I feel like a lot of it up, and they, right. I feel like a lot of it could have been one of those like little flashbacky things, you know, that they did with Ray and her parents, um, like when they show her parents for a little bit, or like where they do at the beginning of uh, uh, the Fellowship of the Ring, where they give a, a history of the Ring in like right. three minutes. You know, what I mean, you could give a lot of information. Right in a shorter period of time right. and just have like a narrator doing it rather than right. have a character from the Lord of the Rings say dark science cloning secrets only the Sith knew like what a random line like I would almost yeah. rather him not say that line than him say that line it's like okay I don't need you to say that. <laughs> dark science <laughs> cloning yeah <laughs> and that's, that's what I mean like five minutes here five minutes there you know yeah. explain a little bit explain that you know and I think people would have enjoyed the movie a lot more 
I all I have to say, I don't know that Trevor Rose is the only thing that I really liked about better about Trevor Rose. I don't think the story was any better necessarily. I don't think that JJ's was a bad story. Yeah. I don't think that it was. Um, but it would have been awesome to see a double blade mm, lightsaber yes. for Ray, yeah. and it would have been awesome to see that wrestling of what Ray learned from Luke. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there wasn't any of that in this one. Because there, part of it, there wasn't time to yeah. do that. <laughs> I would have one thing that um, I think that Trevor had a really good idea on was Luke visiting uh, not only Ray but also visiting uh, Ben because Ben or Kylo because mm-hmm. Kylo was his student, and I think that yeah that that would be something that kylo would constantly like wrestle with in his brain um mm-hmm. like he's trying to be bad but yet he does like he talks about the force awakening he keeps getting pulled to the light and i can see like luke there in his mind like trying to remember all the stuff that i taught you you know why are you doing this you got to be good and whatever <laughs> good and whatever <laughs> i like uh in the animation <laughs> You really, I'll put the sh- I'll put the link in the description uh, for this animation because it's really good. He they show Kylo in uh, uh, Vader's castle uh, and they're talking about him searching for the great power or whatever. And the website he's on is askshiv.com. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's like that's so good. And he has stumbled to show the passage of time. Yes, <laughs> and he goes to see that. Uh, what's that? whatever the other like ancient or whatever the other like Sith uh, uh, guy is. Valor. Yeah. I f- yeah. Tan Valor or whatever. I forget. Um, and he, he has like, you're too focused on the past. And Kylo Ren's like, no, I'm all about f- kill the past. That's what I always say. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm about the big he, time. <laughs> and when he has his band-aids all around the face yeah. and he says like, don't ask me about it. It's too long of a story or something. Yeah. <laughs> Also, don't kill Ray. <laughs> um, some things that I think that JJ definitely got right in his version um, is bringing Palpatine back. I love that story, uh, whatever you want to call that storyline, whatever. Um, I don't think that Kylo has enough in him to be the big bad of the movie. If he was the big, also if he was the big bad, I don't think he would be. He would have transferred over to Ben as as well, or. Um, I like that. At all. Yeah, I like that him and Ray have to fight together to defeat uh, Palpatine. I think having Palpatine mm-hmm. back was an excellent move. Um, I think that it may be service, fan servicey, but the Raylo thing, I'm so glad that he added that without it being like a permanent thing. It's not like the end of like a romance where like they're yeah. together forever. You know, it's not like a Disney movie or. It is a Disney movie, but it's not like a Disney <laughs> princess movie, you know, where it's like, and they happy, and they lived happily ever after. Um, yeah. I mean, Ray is, she's not like super upset about it. Like she's, she's moving on with her life. It seems like at the end of the movie, um, but they still had that Raylo moment and like people love that. Um, and I think they also, I don't know if Trevor would have included this at all, but a lot of uh, Ray struggling with the dark side stuff in this movie. Um, I thought was really good. I know Anakin struggled with it. Luke struggled with it. And then they showed in this movie, Ray struggling with it, um, where she just wants to kill Palpatine out of anger because he killed her parents. Um, and then it changes at the end when she said, you want me to hate, but I won't. Um, and it's like, I think that was, I, I don't know if Trevor was going to do that, but I think that's one thing JJ got really right in this movie. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I think there are a million different ways the story could have yeah. gone. Yeah, and I think if people didn't know that so. this other story ever happened, people will, maybe they would have liked this movie more. I don't know. I mean, the people that don't like this right. movie, they would have liked this movie more because you get what you get and you don't get upset. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so right. I tell the kids. <laughs> and I, I feel went like the if blue it was ball. the other way around. <laughs> you get what you get. You don't get upset. <laughs> I feel like if Trevor O's movie had been made. Oh, yeah. And then we would have seen like JJ's script. We would be having the same conversation. You know what I mean? Right. Like it just. Yeah. They all have their good parts and maybe parts that we wish were different, but this is the story now. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I think what happened with, with Star Wars is the same thing that happened with Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Is that you got people watching Game of Thrones and Star Wars, you know, since the beginning, you know, and then things change, you know, different directors or different writers, you know, come in and, and try to <clears throat> uh, take the story one direction or the other and the pace of the storytelling changes and all that kind of stuff. And all of the people who were there from the beginning were like, oh, it's not that good. It's not as good as the original, you know, blah, blah, blah. And people always think that what was there first is the best. And I, that's not always, yeah, you always gotta, the case. You got to grow you know? with the so, story. You know what I mean? You don't want the same but, movie over and over again. You know, it's got to change. Well, yeah, and I, yeah, and I, I, you know, so like, I, I don't know if there was any way that this sequel trilogy could have been done right, mm-hmm. according to the fans that say that it was done wrong. Right. Yeah. Because, um, you know, they did it. They did the Force Awakens exactly like A New Hope, and people railed on it. <laughs> yeah. The fans, Star Wars fans, rail railed on it, and then they did the Last Jedi, which kind of it, it still worked within there and kind of took the idea of the force a different direction and they railed on that right yeah. now there's part of life like the whole gambling scene uh, and like there's there are parts of the last jedi i'm just thinking why is that necessary so yeah. i think maybe they're talking about that but i think that that's that's usually my pee and snack break the canto bite parts <laughs> <laughs> right so but i don't think that's what fans are necessarily talking about because they just look past that yeah yeah um so i I don't know. Like, I, I think that this, I think JJ and, um, who's the other guy that did the last Jedi? Ryan Johnson. Ryan. Yeah. I think that they both took, I think they had some unique ideas. I think that, you know, they did some interesting things and I can mm. appreciate them doing that. Yeah. And you get what you get and you don't get upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you don't like it, don't watch it. You don't have to go. You don't have to exactly. watch it over and over and pick out all the parts you hate and post about it on the internet. <laughs> Just don't watch right. it. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And you keep. I keep reading these things that how like, you know, fan fiction is going to save Star Wars. I'm thinking, not really. JJ Abrams is a fan. Ryan Johnson is a fan. Like they're all fans. This is their fan fiction. Like it yeah, doesn't line up with yours. It yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. It's also amazing how many people all of a sudden now love Ryan Johnson when, like, before this <laughs> right. movie came out, everybody hated this version. Yeah. yeah. But, anyways, I really still like it. I mean, I like that I can fast forward what I deem the boring parts. Yeah. <laughs> and I can get to the parts I like. Yeah. But every movie has boring parts. I have to do it in all Star Wars movies. So. Also, before we wrap up this segment, we should talk about how good the Legacy, the Skywalker Legacy documentary is. I don't know if you watched it yet, either of you guys. Um, it's I long. I watched, like, the first. Yeah, forty. Yeah, it's like it. two hours long, I don't know where it but is. it is so good. Um, 
It's hard to find on the Something. TV, Molly. It honestly is with the Movies Anywhere app. Um, on on the phone, it's really easy to find. I was watching it earlier today, um, but it's so good. Um, but I, I think I think we're gonna wrap it up there um, for all that stuff. We still got our fact to do and some other little things. But any uh, closing thoughts about that, guys? Or are you ready to move on? Move on. Move on. Good to go. Let's, let's wrap this. Move along. Move, move along. Move along. Not the drawers you're looking for. <laughs> this door is locked. Move on to the next one. <laughs> I'm not trying I to unlock to... it. They wouldn't lock themselves in there. That is one of the Easter eggs. I'm pretty sure. I didn't rewind it. But when they are on... Molly fast forwarded through this part. But when they are on Kashim, K- Kajimi. Jukimi? Bikini. Kajimi. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and um, the stormtroopers are like everywhere at the night or at the night time. Right. And um, <laughs> during the anti day time. I'm pretty positive one of the stormtroopers knocks on the door. It's locked and they say, or he's like giving directions and he's like, if it's locked, move on to the next one or something like that. Um, I just like barely heard it, but the movie kept going, and I was like, I don't, I don't want to feel, it. I don't feel like rewinding it. Um, but I'm pretty sure that was in this movie as well. I have to go back and rewatch it. So swipe up uh, if you swipe up to see it here to see it. Um, okay, so let's do the uh, Star Wars random fact of the podcast. We would be honored if you would join us. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. As you wish. Okay, so. Um, the scene in Rise of Skywalker that has uh, the sinking sands in Pasana, uh, out by Lurch Canyon. What a strange name. I feel like that's in like Kansas or something. But uh, <laughs> Lurch Canyon. Um, so the scene that was all practical. I don't know if you got to that part in the documentary, but that's all practical. Where they're like yeah. down, going down through that. That was black beans, dried black beans that they use for the sinking sand. They brought in thirty tons. Of black beans for that part um so with a quick some quick math here i was going to see how much um how many beans it was but i could not find anywhere online that would tell me how much a black bean weighed i was going to say um (laughs) i was going to figure it out but i was able to figure out that half a cup of black beans is a serving size so they brought in two hundred and forty thousand serving sizes of black beans just for this what is it two minute scene i mean 30 second maybe 10 second is pretty quick part um that's a lot of people who could be eating those black beans and they just used them and probably trashed them so what do you mean that it's a practical like it's not cgi it cgi got it. like they were like like when they're like bodies are halfway down underneath of them there was like lifts that were like bringing them down slowly through the beans, so the beans were actually oh. like coming in on their heads. Um, they said it was Got very it. Uh, claustrophobic and strange. Yeah, and they had to do it over and over and over, you know, till they got it right. Um, that would be so scary. Yeah, I'm telling you, that documentary was so good. I don't watch a lot of documentaries, so maybe a lot of them are like this. Um, as far as <laughs> I mean, as far as like the Star Wars ones go, um, I watched the Phantom yeah. Menace one, um, but this one was so good. Um, and that is your random Star Wars fact of the podcast. The Force will be with you always. All right. Well, let's. Uh, I would like to give a shout out, a thanks to all of our patrons. We got uh, five patrons currently. We got Aaron Layman, 
Timothy Smith. Hey, Aaron. Whoop, whoop, whoop. For Aaron Lehman. Not Timothy Smith. Not. Oh, hey, Timothy. Not Timothy Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy Smith. I, I just did that because that's yeah, my wife. Yeah. <laughs> Timothy Smith is like a hardcore fan. He's pretty awesome. He went back and listened to all of the episodes the whole way back of the podcast. I, t- I told nice. him, nice. I told him, don't listen to the first like eight episodes. They're absolute garbage. <laughs> but he listened the whole way back. So um, that, that's a that's a true patron. Yeah, that yeah. is a true patron. And we got Allie Heron. Uh, Hello, Allie. Casey Winters. Uh, and from elsewhere. Yeah, he's from elsewhere. Uh, and <laughs> Daniel Bendit from Pittsburgh. What up, Dan? Pittsburgh. Like Beckett. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Bendit like Beckett. <laughs> or Beckham. Sorry, Beckham. <laughs> Bendit like Beckett. <laughs> you know. From Solo? <laughs> the knockoff version. <laughs> that was the straight to video ABC family version. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being uh, patrons of the show. If you'd like to be a patron, pra- patron you can go to patreon.com slash sorta star wars and um a couple different tiers there you can join uh and a couple of these folks um are in our discord as well uh aaron has access to the discord i don't know what she's doing she's not on the discord i'm still Uh, still waiting for that um but yeah the discord is a fun place um and you're missing out if you're not there (laughs) okay we just have a lot of fun yeah yeah um, because this later this week we're doing a movie night. Me and Molly are watching we Brink. Are. I don't know how it's going to work, how well it's going to work, <laughs> but we're going to give it Brink. a whirl. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be stellar. I'm going to get out my inline skates, <laughs> my roller blades. Yes, my elbow pads and wrist pads. <laughs> Strap them all on. <laughs> oh man, what's the what's the name of the team in X or in, is it X Blades? Yes, yeah, X Blades like Brink. That. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just saw next one. We'll have to. What? It's soul skating versus sponsored skating. I was yes. more of a soul skater myself. <laughs> you mean you didn't get any sponsors? I wasn't a corporate sellout. <laughs> they tried. You do it for the fun. <laughs> Kmart was after me. They wanted me, wanted me to sell their cheap plastic hockey nets. <laughs> How many of those did we go through? oh man uh and if you want to communicate with the podcast you can find us on uh facebook twitter and instagram at sort of star wars or email us at sort of star wars at gmail.com and that's gonna be it thanks for coming matt and molly thanks for having me yeah thanks for having me we'll see you guys on the discord and we'll see aaron there as well i assume (laughs) and uh be safe be courteous bye Bye. Bye. See you later, alligator.